Hello, welcome to He's Hot But Something's Off with me, Just Joey T. I just spent 10 minutes in front of the mirror to get ready for the video version of this podcast. Uh, if you're not watching, you're really missing out. It's available on my YouTube channel, Just Joey T, and also on Spotify. Because I remember um, the first time I did the podcast and I was on camera and everything, and my friend messaged me after it came out. He watched the video version. It's like, your face is real shiny in that. And I've got a ring light that I set up for lighting. And ring lights are great. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen uh, lots of influencers, people on social media that use some sort of ring light. I mean, it's pretty apparent the effect and they look great. But if you have kind of more oily skin, the ring light kind of makes you look really shiny, but the light is just blasted straight at your face. So every time before I go on camera, now I have to go to the bathroom, look in the mirror, and then get a tissue paper and then blot all the oil off of my face. Uh, I was supposed to go to the dermatologist tomorrow or today uh, on Thursday, the day that this comes out. Um, But... Uh, I had to cancel that because I had to book an appointment with my uh, proctologist, which is like your uh, rear exit doctor, um, which I see him kind of sort of semi-regularly. When I first uh, saw him, I was seeing him like every month uh, to basically get my hemorrhoids taken care of. And this is not, we're not 12. We can talk about these things on the podcast. And as a gay man who is a bottom, having hemorrhoids is an issue. I mean, just having hemorrhoids, just general, is, uh, could be a problem. I think the stats is something like 40 or 60%, whatever it is, of people at some point in their lives will have issues with hemorrhoids. And, you know, it's nothing to be, like, ashamed of. It's just the anatomy of, like, the human body. Um, And, yeah, I've got uh, not a situation. I've got got something. (laughs) I just have to go to the proctologist, basically, to, uh, for, like, a follow-up, you know. Uh, And, you know, I like to, yeah, as a bottom, you just got to... Make sure everything is A-OK back there. And it's, it's not even just for sex, right? It's just for the regular functions of your body. So um, I can't say that's TMI. Great way to start off the podcast with some TMI information. But I feel like a lot of things that people, or when you're growing up as like a kid, and uh, that you think like, oh, these are things you can't talk about. But it's just like, it's too gross, or it's too TMI, or too disgusting. I feel like, especially when it comes to medical or health issues, I feel like it's better to actually normalize it. Like, hemorrhoids, again, it's like a normal thing that a lot of people get, and instead of being ashamed of it and not bringing it to your doctor or, like, a medical professional, I feel like, you know, it's not something you want to talk about over lunch, but, you know, it's something where, hey, if you feel like you might have an issue back there, you know, it's you, sh- you shouldn't feel like society is putting pressure on you to uh, not do anything about it because it's, like, not something to be talked about with anyone, you know. 
same it kind of sort of the thing we have of like mental health right nowadays more recently it's been more okay and kind of even encouraged in society right now in general to talk about mental health right we have you know a lot more awareness about it whereas you know that wasn't the case like 10 or 20 or 30 years ago and you know it's not like something bad it is just something that's part of your health part of your wellness so that's the way i view my hemorrhoid so i don't have a problem talking about it to kick out this week's podcast episode of the podcast uh, but let's uh, switch it up a little bit. We can talk about something else other than my hemorrhoids. Um, I just got back from Market Days, which is uh, Chicago. Chicago, I think, have a proper pride celebration. That is not Market Days. But I effectively, and quite a few other people, effectively treat Market Days in Chicago as Chicago Pride. So it was last weekend. I was kind of on the fence about going, but I went there anyways had a pretty good time. I'm actually very glad that I went. And that's not always the case when I am kind of sort of on the fence a little bit about a trip. And my kind of sort of self-guidance about being on the fence about things is, like, just say yes. Because I'm the personality that's uh, very, I will just take the lazy, easy route. And I don't FOMO that much sometimes, but not all the time. So usually my head is just telling me, oh, just stay home. It's fine. So that's why I've kind of adopted uh, this guidance, more rationalized guidance of, you know what, if you're on the fence about doing something social, just go do it. Because I know myself and I'm such a introvert that I do really need to push myself sometimes to go do social things and be out and about and, you know, be with other people. So uh, Market Days went, it was really fun. I'm really glad I went, which isn't always the case when I'm on the fence, I push myself to go. Um, and I just got back. I stayed at um, the uh, Aloft Hotel in uh, Meg Mile, which is kind of sort of like the downtown-ish area and all the hotels are there. And I swapped rooms. So I was in um, this one room. And when I checked in at the front counter, I can tell it was like this guy who's, most likely gay. Gaydar was like 80, 90%. And I don't know if that was why. And I was wearing like um, a sleepless tank and my muscles are showing maybe. So I got a really, a pretty nice room. I just booked a standard room, but I got like a pretty decent room. I don't really have much status with the chain. And it was like uh, a decent sized room it had like a view out into the city and he mentioned that when i checked in i was like oh that's really really nice it was on the 17th floor they only have 18 floors of room so it was high up and the bathroom was like had a large shower it was like an accessible room or something like that so it's actually really really nice uh the only thing was there were a couple of things that didn't work in the hotel room the blinds they have electric motorized shades for the windows, then there's like these huge panes of windows that go from the floor to like the ceiling and overlooks out into the city. I didn't care about people looking in because I'm so high up on the 17th floor. But you know, when it's nighttime, I need blackout shades so that I can get to sleep. So um, the electric motor shades, the it didn't work. Like it worked an itsy bit when I first got there, and then like when I tried it the second time, it just like completely crapped out. And I was going to go to the phone and basically ring up the front desk to tell them, like, hey, is there a way to reset it? The phone in the room also doesn't work. Like, it just was, like, not even 
was plugged in, but it wasn't getting any power. Like none of the buttons on it worked. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. It's not like a huge problem. I've got uh, eye shades that I keep in my luggage all the time. So I just put those on and I went to bed. It wasn't really a problem. Checked in on Wednesday night. And then um, Thursday night, I noticed that um, I guess someone else had checked in in a room nearby. Because I was, I remember it was Thursday night. It was midnight. And there, there was like a lot of like door opening and closing. And when the doors close in a hotel room, it's kind of like a semi- a slam just because the doors are so heavy and they've got the mechanisms or whatever on it. So it was like around midnight. I was like, I guess someone checked into the room nearby. It was, they were opening and closing that door like 20 times. And I was still up and I wasn't about to go to bed. I was like, whatever. But then the next morning after I had woken up, I noticed that like there was music coming from like nearby. So basically the room next to mine was like a corner room and it was like a suite. And, like, a bunch of people had checked in there, and then they were just loud. So uh, the one thing I don't tolerate anywhere where I'm, like, sleeping, doesn't matter if it's my own house or if it's in a hotel room and I'm traveling or, like, an Airbnb, I don't tolerate noise because where I'm living in that moment, uh, it has to be, like, a quiet space. I don't host parties at my house like I don't host like after hours or anything like that because where I live at that moment need to be quiet and it needs to be not a party place these people checked in to party and I was like okay this is not going to work but so I know what will happen is that when I'm do, during the weekend I'm going to come home at like 6 a.m I'm going to sleep until like 2 p.m and I can't have people like playing loud music next door when I'm sleeping in because I'm just going to like wake up so basically I went down to the front desk and I just tell like, okay, my blinds don't work. The phone in there doesn't work. And these loud people just moved in next door and I don't want to be living at a party. Can you move my room? So they basically swapped me to like a different room. The guy didn't, you know, give me any grief or whatever about it. But like, yeah. So I went to like a second room. Wasn't as nice, but like, I just didn't care. It was like nice and quiet and that's all I cared. So yeah, I had to swap rooms, but uh, that was a, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with those people that check in the suite. They weren't like super, super loud, but I just know that I'm extra sensitive to noise, and walls are not always as thick and insulating as you would like, especially in a hotel. Um, yeah, and and I knew that they had checked in. I just knew that checked in on the weekend, you know, just to like party that weekend. And it's like, it's great that you want to party here. I'm here to party too, but not like in the rooms. Like they, it was like. 10 or 11 a.m. and they were like playing EDM and I love EDM but they were playing EDM music in their suite it's like shouldn't you go out and do things instead of just like hang out in your room playing music if you're visiting the city right anyways uh the parties themselves that I went to I was supposed to okay we can spill the tea I was going to go to a circuit party on Friday night and I was Getting ready to actually go to the party, um, you know, hair, makeup, douche, everything, just a, just a standard routine I do to, like, go out, right? Uh, not not the douching part, but, you know, it's a party weekend. Anyways, getting ready and then um, got some 
messages on my phone uh, on Grinder, and then at the last minute, I was all ready to go to. I was like literally like ready to like grab my wallet, grab the keys. And, like, go to the train station um, to go to... Actually, no, it wasn't the train station. Was, the venue for Friday night was actually, like, a 15-minute walk from the hotel. Uh, so it's really convenient. But I got some messages on Grinder, and then I decided to go to Steamworks instead. Last episode, I talked about how, you know, there's a Steamworks, which is, like, a gay bathhouse right in the middle of Boys Town in Chicago. So... Uh, it was like a really spur of the moment thing. It was just like, okay, let's just go to Steamworks and like maybe skip the party. So I ended up doing that, took the train up to Boys Town. And when I got to Steamworks, the it was 12, 12.30 when I got there, like 12.30. And, and the lineup was long and I haven't been to Steamworks in a while. I knew there was like a VIP and just like the regular, but... Um, when I first got there, like, I didn't know what was what. So I just thought like, oh, like everyone must be in line to just get in. So I just got in this line. And uh, after being in a line for, I don't know, maybe like half hour or something. And I don't, I don't do queuing. I don't like lineups. I feel like lining up for something is like the biggest waste of time. I would rather be at the dentist for 30 minutes than stand in the lineup for 30 minutes. I'd rather do my taxes for 30 minutes than stand in the lineup for 30 minutes. Like standing in the lineup is like the, the most wasteful thing to me. But I was like in a good mood. I wasn't like, you know, hangry or anything. Stood in the lineup for like 30 minutes. And then I found out as I got closer to like front and they had like staff, you know, giving information to like the people in the lineup that, oh, if you want to do the VIP, there's no lineup for that. You have to pay for the VIP, obviously, which is more expensive. But I didn't know how expensive it was. I was on the Steamworks website before I flew out to Chicago, and they were selling the VIP um, thing online for like 55 bucks. And then I was like, look, okay, and standing in lineup, and the guy's like, oh, the VIP's uh, no lineup. You guys want to go to the VIP and just go to the other door? And I was like, all these boys, like the lineup was at least like 100 people. Like, definitely, at least 100 people. I'm thinking, if the VIP was $55, I feel like that's a price where, like, not that many people would just stand the lineup to save, like, I don't know, 30 bucks. I don't know what the regular membership is. It must be at least, like, 20 bucks, right? Versus 55 to save, like, 30 bucks or something like that. Not that many people must be so penny pinchers to save $30 to just wait in the line for like potentially an hour, hour and a half. So at that point, I just like went up to the VIP. I thought like, well, okay, they sold it for $55 last week online. Maybe it's like $70 or $80 uh, to do it in person. And I was at that mentality where like, you know what? I don't have a day job right now, but I'm just going to throw money at it. Um, I, 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 I throw, yeah, just, I just like, okay, let's throw money at it because I can't wait in this line forever. Um, and I skipped the party to come here. So uh, I just left the long line, went to the VIP door. There wasn't any lineup. Um, and when I throw my credit card at something, doesn't matter if it's like groceries or like buying gas for the car or like this VIP thing at Steamworks, I usually never ask how much something is. It's just like, oh, I'm paying. Here's a credit card. That's kind of sort of like the way I use credit cards. And I use my credit card for everything. I don't do coins and cash and all that stuff usually. It's like Apple Pay or a credit card. That's what you're getting. 
And basically, it was $180. I'm almost ashamed. I'm almost like, don't want to say this out loud, but it was, I looked at my credit card charge afterwards. and was like, it was $180 to buy the VIP and get a locker for that Friday night. And I was like, wow, if I just, if I would just have paid the $55 to buy it online uh, before I flew to Chicago, the locker, I think is like 30 bucks or something like that. Uh, because uh, I, I went back the, the next night and it was $30. Um, anyways, so it's like $180 was the charge of my credit card. And I was like, at first I was like, oh shit, that's a lot of money. Uh, but then it was also like, you know what? You've already paid that money. So it's not like, there, there was no sense in getting mad or being super outraged about it. Um, but I did have fun at Sneaks. I will put it that way. Uh, and I was glad that I went on the Friday. Um, and I was also glad that I went on the Saturday. So on Saturday, I went to the Circuit Mom um, Circuit Party. Um, and then afterwards, I was like, oh, I, I, I you know, I, you know, got, got a little energy. And it's like, oh, let's go to Steamworks. I had, I paid for the FMVIP already. So I went back the next night and I was also glad that I went back the next night. So uh, Market Days was um, basically uh, a success. Um, coming back home from uh, the Steamworks, so this would be Sunday morning now. And when I left Steamworks, um, it was already, it was, about to be sunrise. It was already past dawn, so the sky was brightening up, but the sun wasn't quite out yet. And um, in previous years, I would have taken like an Uber or Lyft like everywhere, but because I'm trying to save money without the F and day job, I've been taking the train, which is like perfectly nice. Uh, it's, you know, fine. So I walked to the train station and I was at the platform and I was just wearing like this like tank top. And then there's this, twink that uh, yeah this is twink that was like oh like uh like kind of sort of was flirting trying to flirt i guess it was like oh oh like oh oh, you look good or you're handsome or whatever or something like that i was pretty tired so i wasn't really into like conversation i'm not usually into conversation with strangers anyways um i so there's that fine line between like trying to indicate that you don't want to to talk to a stranger in a public place, like when you're waiting for a bus or a train or waiting for whatever, versus like just outright being rude. And I was like too tired to like give that much effort. Like I wasn't in a bad mood, so I wasn't gonna be like be rude to him, but like I just didn't have enough mental energy or yeah, I just didn't have enough mental energy to like Toe that line where like I'm giving clear indications that I don't want to talk versus like just being rude to him. I was like on my phone and like that's like the social cue. Like if you are trying to like stir up conversation with someone and they are not asking you questions back and you're asking all the questions and their answers are like short, they'd be like, yep, or like one or two word answers, and they're not really making eye contact, like they're on their phone. That means they don't want to talk to you. And that was what I was doing. But, like, this kid just, like, kept talking and talking. And, unfortunately, like, he was with, like, his friend. Unfortunately, their hotel stop was also where I was going to get off. So, like, they, like, he sat next to me on the train. He's like, oh, should we go sit over there? And, like, he kept talking and talking and talking. And I, like, 
kind of sort of like semi carry conversation with him because like I was just too tired to like talk. I'm not like a usually I'm not, again I usually talk to strangers and I was like I was kind of tired but like he seemed like nice and I was like well I kind of have to be on this train with you now. Um, he subscribed to my YouTube channel because he was asking like what I do and all that kind of stuff. So like maybe he'll see this. Um, but this, this, this is my podcast. I'll, I'll talk about whatever hell I want. Um, but yeah, it was like, yeah, there, there was this, there was this guy that talked to me and then, yeah, that was, it was interesting to, to, to have that. Um, I didn't bring my earbuds with me because when I went to New York pride, I mentioned this in the previous episode, I brought my earbuds with me for the commute to and from the party and I lost the earbuds at the party because it just like fell out of my pocket in my bag. So I was determined not to lose my AirPods um, my, or my earbuds this time. So I was like, I did think about it when I left the hotel. I was like, oh, it's gonna, I'm gonna be on the train and stuff. Maybe I should, it's kind of, it was kind of a long train ride to the party on Saturday night. It was like 45 or 50 minutes on the train. I was like, oh, you should bring your earbuds. I was like, no, I can't afford to lose another pair of earbuds. So they're staying in the hotel. So I didn't bring them. But if I did have them, I would have worn them. But wearing earbuds is a, it's a very, very clear sign that other people shouldn't talk to you, right? And I didn't have that. you know. So me like not asking questions back, giving short answers, and being on my phone apparently wasn't enough. So that's that. Um, yeah, but otherwise, Marketplace was good. The weather was good. The music was good. I didn't go to as many parties as in previous years. On Sunday, um, oh, actually, you know what happened? So um, I was supposed to fly back on Monday. My flight was from Monday. And um, I ended up moving my flight to Sunday, uh, e- Sunday evening. It was Sunday evening because I was kind of sort of like, um, you know what, I kind of sort of had enough of a party and I kind of just want to get home. So I was able to move up my flight, uh, like a shorter flight. It was like a late flight on Monday. Uh, I did party a little bit on Sunday at the street fair and stuff. It's always really, really fun. But I was like, you know what, I think I've had enough partying. You know, I wasn't going to party like super duper hard for market days anyways. I did have a lot of fun. Thank you, Steamworks. Um, yeah, so I actually moved up my flight and yeah, I actually got back. Sunday night, Monday early morning. Yeah, so there you go. That was market days. Um, let's switch it up a little bit here. I want to talk about the TV shows that I watch because one of my, again, I don't watch a lot of TV. The number of shows I have watched and that I do watch is a shockingly small amount of shows. Like when I was younger, I had a TV in my room. I don't know why my parents allowed me to have my own TV when I was 12. Actually, no, eight. It was eight. Yeah. Um, moved to this house when I was eight years old, and they allowed me to have, like, cable TV in my room. Like, anyways, it's too young to have a TV. Anyways, ah, I bring this up because... Heartstopper season two is out. And when I watched uh, the first season, whenever that came out, I was like, oh my God, this is my favorite show. This is so good. Um, so uh, season two just came out. I haven't watched it yet. Actually um, downloaded it onto my iPad before I flew to Chicago. Because so I was like, oh, I can watch this on the plane. 
And when I got on the plane, I was like, you know what? I think I need to watch this maybe in private on my big screen TV at home. Like, not when I'm, like, surrounded by, like, other people. Because what if something, like, really emotional happens in one of the episodes? And, like, that's when, like, the flight attendant asks if you want, like, peanuts or pretzels or something. And I'm, like, about to, like, sob and, like, tears are, like, rolling down my face. One time... I was flying back after a big party weekend. Uh, white party must have been white party Bangkok or maybe Songkran. So uh, it was in Bangkok. I was flying back, and um, it was the Trans uh, Pacific, like the ocean portion of the flight. And I was like in the economy, and it was going to be like a ten or twelve hour flight. And for some reason, after a party weekend. And the emotional state that you might be in, some of you might be able to understand what that is. I decided to watch The Notebook. And I didn't really know, like, it was such a sad story before I watched it. I, I didn't really know of the movie before. But it's like, I was scrolling for movies to watch just to kill time. But it's like, 12 hours of sitting economy, you have to distract yourself. Either you knock yourself out with, like, sleeping pills or you have to keep yourself entertained. Like, it's 12 hours in economy. You to do something. Uh, so I was, like, watching uh, on the little screen on the seat in front of you the notebook when I was in this highly, highly emotional state after a big, long party weekend. I was, like, crying, sobbing for, like, the whole second half of the movie, I think. So thank God... When they have these long, um, like, trans-Pacific, transatlantic flights, they always dim the light. So the order of operations for these long-haul flights is that, okay, you take off, they serve you a meal, they turn down off all the lights, uh, and then maybe if it's a really long flight or depending on what airline you're on, they might do, like, uh, a snack service in the middle, but they don't turn the lights fully on for that. They don't turn the lights back on until they do the second meal service, which is like, you know, two hours or hour and a half before landing. They do a meal after takeoff and before you land. And in between, they just shut off all the lights so that people that want to sleep can sleep. So at least, thank God, it was all dark. And I was able to, like, cry silently while being super emotional and watching The Notebook for the first time. Yeah, so anyways, I was like... Okay, this can't be a repeat of the notebook situation. I wasn't in an emotional state. I was like, oh, I'm about to go to Market Days. Yay, it's fun. Um, but I know that the first season, I, I didn't cry watching the first season, but I know, like, uh, I'm sure second season, they it, it's going to be, like, so much more emotional than the first one. I just had that feeling. So I was like, you know what? I shouldn't be watching, shouldn't try to watch the second season on the plane. So I ended up watching something else that I had on my iPad on my tablet instead, but, um, I will probably watch it, like, this week or next week, actually, um, so I have some studying to do, so maybe I won't watch it, or let myself watch it until after I've done my studying, and the studying that I have to do is I'm gonna take the test for American citizenship, so I'm Canadian, I've got a Canadian passport, but I just applied recently to also be an American citizen, so to be dual citizenship, basically. And part of the process is that you have a ticket test, 
And it's out of a pool of 100 questions. And on the government's website, there's a PDF that is the 100 questions and what the answers are. So at worst, all you need to do is memorize it. The thing is, it's not multiple choice. When you go to the appointment to take the test, an officer will ask you, I think they asked you three or five or six of the from the pool of 100 questions, they ask you a small amount and you have to give the verbal answer. So you have to like have that instant recall. It's not like a uh, like a paper test that you take and, you know, uh, that I guess adds like the stress of it. Um, but yeah, so that test is next week. I have to take it sometime next week. I have to drive to this office. I think it's downtown. Drive there, do the thing, take this test. It's gonna. Be, I'm going to be asked like five questions. It'll be over in like a minute or two minutes, but like I'm going to have to spend... X number of days studying for it. I haven't studied for anything in since university, really. So um, I am interested in like American history, for example. Um, I'm interested. I actually watched um, a bunch of documentaries on YouTube on like the First World War and the Second World War. But the thing is, like the there's so much intricate details about. Just even any one war, there's so many intricate details. And one of the questions is like, oh, who did the, who did the Americans fight in World War II? It, I know that's an easy answer, but for someone who never like went to school in the U.S. and therefore never learned like the American-specific history, in Canada, I think they barely covered the World War. Then, to be honest, the subject I disliked and cared the least about was social studies all through high school. It was literally like, what's the minimum I can do to like just pass this course, right? I, I gave no shits about it. So I retained like zero knowledge for any of the history uh, or social studies information that I was ever taught in any schooling in my life whatsoever. I didn't have any interest in like wars and stuff until like very recently in like the last couple of years where like now it, when I'm, you know, like an adult, like a proper adult, now I actually have an interest in some of the stuff that they force feed you in school. Not math, but like stuff like, you know, history. So yeah, I'm going to start studying for that pretty soon. My plan is to basically cram for three or four days straight. Uh, we'll see how well the cramming works. Um, and then, yeah, I'll take the test and then Hopefully, I pass. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. I it's a little nerve wracking that it's gonna be like, I guess you're face to face with an officer, and they're just gonna like shoot at you these like five or six questions, and you're kind of expected to just have this like instant recall and just know what the answers are. But like lots of other people do it. I'm a pretty smart person, um, but my memory is shit. So we'll see if I can actually cram as in just like raw memorize the answers for these like hundred questions or if I actually have to like study study and like actually like understand like oh this is why we fought these people in the war and this is like when things happened and stuff like that like if I can make sense of the answers in my head not just like memorize the answers it will sink in a lot better um but I think the easier way is just to like cram and just try to memorize it just long enough until I take the test so I'll have an update for you guys um next week or the week after to see if I pass the test or not but until next time again the video version of this podcast is on my YouTube channel just Joey T 
and Spotify. So check it out. It's always interesting to see what I'm wearing uh, on the video podcast and how shiny my face is. So there you go. Until next time. Bye.